Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourselves. <laughs> Is it fair to say that Rick Ross introduced the hood to Santorini Greece? Oh, he absolutely no, did. He absolutely did. Rick Ross did? Just like Kanye introduced everybody to Khan, he introduced everybody to Santorini Greece. Greece. Nobody yeah. fucking knew about that place, At bro. Maybach Music At Travel all. Agency. It, right. Uh, <laughs> Get your flights on us. I mean, he, Maybach, Maybach, Maybach. I mean, he basically is. He's an ambassador. He's a travel ambassador. I hope he's getting some chips off. Yeah, like, yeah. Package. You think he has like his like own like stop? <laughs> his just own like that. mansion in Santorini, Greece that he rents out on Airbnb. I hope for so. Twelve first class euros. flights with wings on them. Like, uh, <laughs> yo, I got beef with Wingstop though. That's funny. I got beef. With you know, Wingstop. I never ate at Wingstop, bro. Me neither, bro. So first of all, like wing prices. I only are going ate at Wawa once. Right now. Wawa, yeah, in Maryland, Philly. They have them in Maryland too. No, Wawa is big, just Wawa not New York. Is good. Philly, um, Pennsylvania. I lived off Wawa in college, straight up. Yeah. Sandwiches, late. All right, night. so wait. It's the only place open. Is it? Is it the same thing as Seven Eleven, or is it better? No, it's got better food. No, better yeah. sandwiches. It's like way Subway better. together. Yeah. Okay. Better sandwich. Quality of food is way better Quality than um better, yeah. than Subway and Seven Eleven combined. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, so yeah, you're, Dave, you're right. Wing prices have exploded all over the place. I know black folks all over the world is not happy about this. I'm one of them. Um, but Wingstop, um, I've been to a couple of Wingstops. It's not a place I frequent. It's not all that great to me. Lemon pepper, bro. You got to go to a good one. See, I went to, I had a, in high school <laughs> back in Florida. Right. I had my, the girl I was dating was the shift manager at, uh, at Wingstop. So we used to just drive over there before practice and get just like a big sack just full of perks. <laughs> Perks, exactly. <laughs> Just get a, a whole joint full of wings. So I, I, <laughs> we're not doing that. Nope. Nope. A whole sack full of wings or whatever. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, bro? man. Let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, On the last call. Uh, what's up, folks? How you doing? My name is Ken. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you listen to the Last Call Podcast. We're over here just talking about some wings and stuff like that. We're going to get back into into it. Um, but before we do that, um, we're going to get uh, our guest. On, we was, we was, you heard his voice, but we're going to properly let you get your introduction off. Go ahead. Introduce yourself, bro. Uh, my name is Jones. I go by a lot of names. Mm. Jones. Some people call me Rent Money. Some people call me Ra. But you're here. And I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you, guys. you, bro. Thank you for coming, man. Appreciate it's been a long you, time coming. Yeah. Heard. Jones, you actually sat in on one or two episodes briefly, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, as far as contribution, you know what's funny as I think about, I think last year the end of the year episode that we did last year, I was here. You were here because I remember we were talking about the albums of the year. Oh, uh, and you was you was like, I'm surprised. I remember specifically because was um, when Fab was going over and Dave was going over his and I was going over mine. You was like, I'm surprised ain't none of y'all say Childish Gambino's album. Uh, I remember that specific. I was like, you know true. what, you right. I did want to put that in my top. So yeah, so it was maybe close to being an exact year ago uh, since you were here. It's crazy what can happen in the year. So so what's happened over the past year? Talk to us, man. Um, over the past year, I've been finding myself, so to speak. Right. To be honest, like you know, not necessarily that I was lost, but you know, finding my place and what I'm doing, making sure like my efforts and the whole reason I live in this great city, you know, mean something. Yeah, that's where I've been at. Dope, man. Yeah. I'm I'm where are on you the from? peripherals, you know what I mean? For the for the folks that don't know your background, where are you from? Um I'm originally from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. If for the people that don't know, it's between Texas and Tennessee. Bill Clinton, right? Yeah, Bill Clinton is from there. He's from Hope, Arkansas. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. And um 
Yeah, I moved to LA briefly and then moved here. Okay. Yeah. So what brought you here to New York? And I live in Harlem, by the way. Uptown. Where we're sitting at right now. Um, what brought me here is, you know, a dream. I had a couple friends here who told me, like, hey, you can get it if you come here. I'm a songwriter, mm-hmm. artist. So they were like, hey, come here. Um, we got a couple connections. You know, people here, uh, they'll they'll judge you based on how hard you work and not who you know and all that type of stuff. So Has, um, has that been the experience so far? I mean, yeah, as of late, definitely. I've had my ups and downs ups and downs as anybody that's moved here and don't know don't know nobody when you move here, you know what I mean? Best of times, the worst of times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dope, bro. But uh currently I'm I'm in a best of time moment. Yeah. I'm doing good right now. So that's what's up, man. Shout out to that. Twenty eighteen is gonna be great. Twenty eighteen is gonna be amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Was twenty seventeen hard for anybody? Yeah. Uh twenty seventeen's been not it wasn't hard. I I've had way worse since I lived in New York. Right. But uh yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I, I wouldn't even call myself an expert because my mom says something and then, you know, different people I know say different things. But 2017 was supposedly like a year with like, what was the thing with the, I, I heard things about like Mercury being in retrograde oh, and Mercury stuff like that. A There's lot a lot of things around 2017. So yeah. it seems like 2017 has like been this discombobulating year. You Somebody know? told me that 20, like I've seen a couple posts where it's like 2016 was like a de- demolition year. Mm-hmm. 2017 was something similar to like you're in this weird flux where a lot of weird shit is going on in your life. Some ups and downs. And then by the end of 2017, going into 2018, 2018 is about to be a come up. Yeah. If you laid the right foundation. If you laid that foundation. Exactly. Down. So like, I, I feel like I'm a product of that as well. And and it's been the conversation amongst a lot of people I know. So yeah, man, I don't know. 2018 is just looking great. And you know, I'm I'm going into it with a lot of positivity and feeling good about things. You know, that's Absolutely. good, man. Yeah. I mean, for, I guess to answer Nick's question, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of up and down for both, right? I mean, it could be. I mean, we could all speak on you know what our personal life, uh, what we've been going through, and the ups and downs in that. We can talk about the ups and downs on what. We see society going through. I mean, it's definitely going through. Uh, I think we can all agree it's a little bit of a rough patch in civility mm-hmm. over the past, you know, twelve months. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't expect it. Like if I didn't foresee that in the end of 2016, yep. right? I mean, I whether I knew it would actually come to fruition, whether I hoped it would come to fruition is a whole other other conversation. But I mean, we are where we're at, um, and it's 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 at it's almost like we're at a cross point right now, right? We're at a crossroads where we have to decide what we're going to do to build up from here, right? Yeah. That, that 2017 was definitely a, a test of spirit a test of strength. will a test of strength mm-hmm. and uh and what in your surroundings what you can let affect your daily life absolutely i um it's funny because uh not funny but just coincidental and it's like really because i don't really believe in coincidence i always believe in um being able to um being able to just kind of bounce and flow everything's going the way it's supposed to go so like there is no like things oh ironically this happened this way or whatever like and um, like at church this Sunday, the preacher was saying, you know, he just been through like 35 years of dealing with like this autoimmune defi- deficiency. It wasn't mm-hmm. AIDS, but it was it was worse than AIDS. Like he had no really? he had no immune system, bro. And it wasn't it wasn't viral. It just it just he was born like that. Like when he was like eight years old, he just mm-hmm. started getting sick all the time. He made it through college, had kids, start being a preacher and stuff like that. And um, what he was trying to say basically was that like storms come not to kill you. But just to kind of be a testament of your strength, you know, 
And I just feel like for me, 2017 has been kind of like a definitely not calling it a shitstorm, but like it's been just like an ebb and flow of rain. And <laughs> sometimes it's like you don't have the umbrella. Yeah, and, and but it's not going to kill you though. It's it's ne- it was never meant to kill you. It was always just meant to. But it's just, funny you say that because it's like not only is it the the human social stuff, yeah, politics, uh, financial system, but it's also climate too. Yeah. You, yeah. you say yeah. rain it's physically been rain for some people True so it's indeed. like how do you how do you deal with the with the stuff that that you know you're trying to conquer like the system and trying to be a success or find your place in whatever you're doing but then also deal with the thing that universally we all have to deal with right. which is you know the effect of the environment and all that so i mean to be honest anybody breaking down in 2017 or feeling like they don't know what's going on you're right kind of understand it yeah you know, right. understandable excuse me but you know, I know for me, I'm trying to like maximize my 24 hours in a day. Uh-huh. I'm trying to make sure I surround myself with people of like-minded vision and energy. And like, you know, I feel like if you do that, you're at least taking care of what you can control, which is, you know, the circumference, you know right. what I mean, of yourself and right. your purpose, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to hone in on that. Right. Because I find that, that that's been the most comforting thing to be like, man, well, at least I know I ain't out here doing no stupid shit. Yeah. I heard, I heard a quote, um, matter of fact, like a couple of days ago that, um, kind of put things in perspective for me. It was like, um, and forgive me, I can't remember the specific person that said or quoted it, but it was, um, there's two days that you cannot control, right? It's yesterday and tomorrow. Mm. So, like, take advantage of what you can do today and push forward because that's all that's in your physical control and your capabilities, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that I, I heard that literally like two days ago. I was like, damn, that shit is on point. Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, so Jones, I know you have some new music that you know that you've been working on. You let me hear a couple of tracks of this is months ago. Like I felt like I was put on to like me. Me and Jones, where was going? We was going somewhere. Dude. We, we was, was on. In, a, we was on the lower west Yeah, we was in the meatpacking district, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we was, I was, we was waiting on some. I, what was we doing? We might have been we just about been, to go back into a party, or right? Something like that. I, I know what it was. I think it was Flying Lotus or somebody like that. DJ yeah, we was waiting on somebody to meet us, and he was like, "Fuck, just yeah. wait in the car." I got some, and he was like, "Yo, I got some joints if you want to hear." I'm like, "Nigga, put that shit on, bro." Yeah, and um, I was fresh off of mastering actually. Well, yeah, I was at all, that time. So we was going back and forth. So we might listen to like four or five joints. I'm like, "Yo, this shit. bro, you got some joints here, man." Like, I appreciate that. Like real official songs. The quality is there. The um, the not to say the the words behind the songs, but like. Like each song felt like a story, right? And, and each one had its own personal. I know that there was time and effort and meaning put behind every single track. Like it wasn't anything that was just thrown together and just someone gotten gotten in a booth and just put words onto it. Like I know I could tell that there was a thought process for every single tune, right? Word. So, um, do you, uh, Dave? I know you actually put some collaborative effort together with Jones on some stuff, correct? I mean, I'm just here to be a, be a tool to use to help on, you know, I like to be, to work with people who are actually doing, who are actually, man, when I came here, it's just kind of like, it's better to frame it like this. When I came here, I came here to work. You know, I came here to be a part of things and be a part of movements because that's what I saw was happening on the internet when I was in Tallahassee stalking everybody here. Like, okay, it's those group of friends. All right, those guys, that's the menswear guys. All right, so all I got to do is interject myself in that field, and I'm obviously going to kill because I'm, I'm ill. I'm an ill person. And then you feel like people are clicky or people really aren't working like they say that they're working, and they're only as strong as the person, as them being leveraged on top of somebody else who's better that doesn't have the same opportunity or outreach. So, you know, 
fast forward to today, I'm able to be, to be surrounded by great people like you. Brought me on this podcast. You know, I've Chuck. I've worked. We work together. We're, we have so much stuff coming for the future. Jones, especially. You know, just lending whatever gifts I have to his vision. You know, and putting that together so that moving forward, like he said, 2018 is going to be a great year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. I mean, I'm just happy to be a part. This guy's a tremendous talent. Um, no bias aside, it's not why he's on the show. He's on the show to get the good, you know, the good message out. Right. You know? But I appreciate just, that. I mean, to interject a little bit, it's, it's it's back to actually to your question, like what's been up this past year. You know, what's been up for me is like I've I've had so many different directions I could have gone with my life and my music and what I want to talk about. And even in starting to make music professionally, mm-hmm. I've had different directions I could have gone based on what was popular at the time or what somebody said I should do or you know what was working. You know, sometimes you you try things and it works and it's like, damn, that's not really what I expected. So like. As I'm going into the next phase of my career, which is the new music that you that you're speaking of, you know, I made sure that every song I made actually had a purpose. I made sure that it was like it not only had a purpose on my project, but had a purpose out here. It wasn't just a song like I hope this changed my life or I know people gonna like this. It was more like I needed to say what's in this song and it needed to be put underneath this title and I hope it, you know, accurately describes a situation that somebody can relate to right. or somebody that I know can be like, yeah, bro, that's a piece of my story. He got it. You know, so, you know, the type of music I'm making right now, to be honest, is soundtrack music. It's it's coping music. Mm-hmm. It's music for you to play when you're dealing with something to let you know you're not alone in dealing with that shit. You know, that. that's kind of where I'm at with it. That that. And that's kind of where I'm at with everything I do, the people I'm around, you know, so. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, platform. You right. Know? I mean, before we start going into like our discussions and deep conversations, um, do you have uh, social media you want to put yeah. out? Yeah. So, so yeah, everybody calls me Jones, but uh, the name of the the kind of movement and, and the, the music is under it's under a movement called Rent Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all my socials is pretty much tied to that. It's like at Rent Money Do, like your Rent Money's Do. <laughs> so look at me on Instagram, Twitter, as well as RentMoneyDo.com. Add me on Spotify. We're everywhere. Beast music. Apple. Where, where did the okay. rent money come from? Literally, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I had some other names, which I'm not even going to give time to. But like one night, man, I was broke as shit. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. So I was like feeling what I was feeling. I was like, I changed my Instagram to rent money do and forgot to change it back. <laughs> and I woke up the next day and went to went to whatever I was doing. And then like in the, in the course of 24 hours, three people hit me up and two of them actually mentioned it. And they were like, ah, oh, rent money do. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, my rent money's due too. Or ha ha ha, like that's a dope name. And I realized it actually stuck with people, and yeah. it's, it's something that everybody can relate to Absolutely. because Especially as soon as you pay it on the second, it's due. It's, it's gonna due be again. due again. The clock is ticking. So, so, so it encapsulates you, that feeling, you know. That um, that drop that you have at the beginning or end of your 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 promo is like rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah. Where, who who did that for you? That's my voice, by the way. That's your voice. Yeah, I produced that. Wait, do could yeah. you do it without without? I mean, without a sound effect, or do you need like a studio? Do 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 do, where's do motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, so nobody knows that, but they, yeah, that's me on that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you ever some, thought about doing acting, or? I mean, I'll be honest with you, bro. I, I don't want an Addy Award for like voiceovers and shit. Oh, in my early oh. life. Okay. You know, so to speak, like back when I was young, like I I just got out of college. I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do, and I was trying to do music in my hometown and you know things are just a little smaller there there's like maybe two ad agencies that actually make money so you know they're looking for new personalities and new people to hit different demographic groups or whatever so they invited me through and i ended up like 
doing voiceover for some like um, private school district in outside of New Orleans or something like that. And they literally put me on an ad. I did my voiceover in Little Rock. You know, I was reading from a script or whatever. Uh -huh. And they put me with Randy Jackson from uh, what's the oh, what's from the American Idol? Yes, whatever. They put they put his voice on the end of it and had me doing whatever. And I guess because of his name or whatever, we ended up getting submitted for some whatever. I had never even heard of it. It was an Addy Award, so I won for that shit. But like, that's what's up. as far as like real acting, I think Bet I did that. a little bit when I was a kid. You know, if I could get an agent off the Last Call podcast, that would be dope. Hey, mm. hey you know, we'll see what we can do. 2018 will be a good talent, year. Talent, talent. <laughs> hey. Um, so I mean, we're gonna chop it up. I mean, we get we, like we've been off for a couple weeks between um, our Basel uh, where we was in last weekend. Um, which was, I mean, it was my first Art Basel. Um, Mine too. Uh, so, I mean, that was a, a an experience. That was a great sure. weekend. Um, I, I don't want to sound like one of them, you know, the felonious dudes that come back. Oh, I'm now into Art Basel now. I'm all into art type shit. Like, no, nah, I've been into art, but like, you just gain a different appreciation for it when you can literally walking down the street and you see artists tag, not tagging, but literally putting together their vision on a mural that is. A story and a half big by you know what I'm saying so ten to fifteen feet large by ten feet wide and I mean, um, just tagging the whole wall right tagging I mean, the entire art wall. Basel is basically like draft camp like a lot of street artists are first, are now being first who are from elsewhere you know right. guys like Hebrew Brantley got I won't say discovered but people elsewhere found out about them outside of Chicago from stuff like Art Basel and what Swiss does with uh, no commission bringing a lot of fine art and then mixing it with guys like Kahende Wiley who before were like unknown and can now we, that's so top down though because can we also talk about how the city of Miami is actually allowing this to happen like, yeah well I mean there's art a Basel, lot of artists that before, might have got known somewhere else in their own hometown but the city laws are not allowing them to even oh, do yeah, something like that yeah. like it's one thing to be able to put something on the wall it's another thing to be able to do it and at your leisure Legally You're putting it together yeah, And you're not worried right. about You're not looking over your shoulder right. That was the most <laughs> Fine street art I've ever seen In one I'm place sure. but that's And somebody told me it's, it's a realtor It's this dude who owns Like a bunch of real estate Out and there allows it. And, and he's the Wynwood Walls right? He's creating it's like, a city like uh, gallery. He's creating like An art renaissance In yeah. Wynwood right. And downtown yeah. Brickell Art district um, And a lot of it is Liberal progressive art Like I saw a lot of Feminist art mm -hmm. There was a whole lot Of anti-Trump art And people are allowed To just voice You know Put their voices out there It's pretty dope it, it has to be like top down. They got to be liberal, I think, with your city government to even allow shit like that to right. happen. You know? I mean, I for them, shit, by the way? yeah, yeah, you good. Right. But for them, for them, they they understand the kind of dollars. I mean, bro, like I was going to Art Basel in like 2009, 2010, when like it was just like fine art and then street artists who before Instagram was like a super thing where like. I already knew who was going to be there. It was like, oh, who's this guy? Who's Nichos? And who who are these people? And it's like, now to see what it's grown to commercially, yeah. like the city would be foolish to not like open up the floodgates. It's tourism is a destination. Yeah, because now everything is sponsored. It wasn't like that before. That's now true. Mercedes Benz, Chrysler, Bacardi, you know. I mean, that always. Prada. Happens, you know? Prada's doing stuff it's at Art Basel, bro. That's it, crazy. Opening stores doing Art Basel. It's almost like, you know, South by what started out as a technology conference, yep. right? Yeah. Or, or was it film first? It was. No. 
Um, it was te- it was in, it, it was, was a, a, supposed to be a tech uh, yeah one of those collabs tech, between yeah. tech and film. and film hub but it was yeah. it was supposed to be tech but now it's branched out clean tech energy has, text has its own weekend and now music has its own weekend yeah. Yeah. at um Brandy, at, man. at um so I mean I I mean I get it like just like I said just being down there and experiencing it for the full four or five days uh, of being down there you know you just get the collection of people down there you get the not just the um like you said Dave the the Winwood walls. And and the people doing the murals, but you also get, um, you know, the galleries that open up. I swear, the finest, the, the the finest piece of art that I saw that impressed me the most was when we walked into the what was it, the plant furniture store? What was it called? The Plant oh, of Life. Yeah, it was a. I forgot the name of the I store, but it was like a. A dope ass um, botanical garden kind of spot. Everything in there was grown with was was uh, grass, plants, whatever. But on the wall, there was a silhouette of a woman's face grown out of straight grass. Wow! And in in shaded yeah. lines, and the grass is grown out to bring out the shade. Depending on what angle you were sitting at to see the woman's face, it was fucking amazing. And I'm just staring at this like. The amount of time and process that has to go yeah. into pr- putting the strands of grass in and making some grow at, at a higher length than others and putting them all to, to formulate this woman's face. Because once you first look at it, it just looks like curved lines on the wall. But right. once you catch it in the light and you take a picture of it, you'd like the woman's face pops out. Amazing, amazing. So, like, to take in stuff like that is is, is stuff that uh, I know I wouldn't have done here. Let's say the closest thing that we had to something like that is, I mean, you can go down to uh, down in Brooklyn, Bushwick, bro, in Bushwick, Bushwick and is parts of Williamsburg. Exact, Bushwick is the exact like right at the Lorimer stop. Montrose, that's literally or the Morgan stop. That's literally the exact same thing as when we right, were, right, the exact same thing, and they allow it to happen. They commission it on the walls, like. It's a shame that in other parts of Brooklyn, like with the Biggie mural, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and Fort Greene, that like they're finding issues with that. The uh, You know what I'm talking about right, right now? Yeah, yeah. uh, what's the name of that Mexican spot? I forget the name of Book. It's on, at the Lafayette stop on, yeah. uh, on the AC train or whatever. But yeah, like. I mean, but even we used to have five points in Queens. Yeah, right? bro. Go the right by the seven train. Like, I remember when they were, when there was talk about tearing five points down and people fucking outraged. Like, I remember because I used to work in Grand Central. Um, I used to work in, in in the Starbucks in Grand Central, so I lived in Queens. So I would take the train going past Five Points every day, and the artwork that was done in Five Points was just yo beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. street graffiti art. There was like even a mural of Biggie on, yeah. on at the at the top of Five Points when it was there. It was like one of the the spots where I guess where those street graffiti artists could go and they could tag at will. Mm-hmm. Then they and it's now been torn down within the past two years, and they've built up condominiums and whatever. So they that like that's that's to me that's a loss of culture so when i'm down there i'm like damn it's december here and it's warm down here why can't brooklyn put on in my head i'm thinking why can't brooklyn in june put on their own form of i don't want to say art basel but they do yeah yeah but but i mean bushwick collective is nowhere near on the same scale it's sponsorship dollars bro right sponsorship dollars and city cooperation which takes resident cooperation and resident co-op boards and stuff like that like you know like and since in, in in new york city like the the residents have a little bit more power on what's happening in their own little areas for the same reason that we were talking about the supreme thing and how the city basically Ooh. shut the uh, cb the, uh, the community board shut down like the supreme louis, louis vuitton release because they were like oh nah 
Supreme been wild and they haven't been they have been policing these things properly. If they do a Louis Vuitton thing with that kind of money, that could that that could be bad. I mean, honestly, they were right. But like the same time, like they were able to be like, yeah, nah, it's not happening. Like right. But what do you think about it though? They have the most corny events like SantaCon or other weird um, festivals that people are. I mean, you're, if you're I mean, into you know it, you're into that, it. But you also know what that is. Well, though. I do know what yeah. it is. But at the same time, art art is is very like it's a it's an open form. Like white people of art, black people of art, Hispanic people of art. It's Asian the kind of art, art, though, honestly. And like it's funny because I was I was watching a Shepard Fairey documentary last night, and they dude basically like it was a cop from Boston who like he made his chops by like arresting graffiti artists, and he made the he made exactly how regular people look at it is that. Art like art is only art if it's been permissioned and commissioned and if it's in a gallery or something. Like if it's outside then it's vandalism and stuff like that. People don't view things that like that are regular or that are less than what you can see and has a in a museum or whatever. They don't view that as art. They view it as something else, something a subculture. And like street art has really been fighting in the last ten years to have to gain validity. And to us, it's amazing because we understand that realm. But to others and to them, it's it's an eyesore. It, it it attracts the wrong element. That's the other thing about it. Like New York already has the element within itself, and they're talking. You're talking about an event that could possibly bring more of that same element that are, they already fear. Like they're not going to really be about that. Right. Not unless, like I said, sponsorship dollars. So right. if 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 sponsorship dollars uh, increase tourism and awareness to everything else that the city has to offer, trumps the the complaints related to like graffiti mm-hmm. or or uh, bringing in the wrong element of large amounts of new people influx, then you're right, they'll complain. But the funny thing is there's also a flip side to a lot of this. Like I've been hearing articles about how you know, people are looking at the, uh, the larger effects of bringing in art and gentrification. And they're always saying like, you know, just like they always talk about like colonism, colonialism, mm-hmm. excuse me, where what do they do? They bring in the missionaries and religion first, right? Yeah. And that's always, uh, um, who do they bring in next? I think they bring in the traders and the businessmen. And that's the next step to that is slavery, in a sense. The workers or, or a political system. They bring in the workers, yeah. and it becomes a it's 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 a tool. They say like like uh, they say uh, basically religion is a tool used for colonialism. Right. Well, they're also saying now like bringing in arts and bringing in the art district and and attracting art is a tool used for gentrification, which is a weird shit. Yeah. So it almost depends on like I guess what that's side. True though. Yeah, because, because that's what happened they, in Brooklyn. That's what happens. They make it cool. Excuse me. They they bring in arts. They make it cool to be there. So then. What happens around bars then people start having events and parties and then you you get permanent spots because it becomes a district and a hub of young people who want the new the fresh and the next thing you know rent's going up you have i mean it's like me you're in money you know in a sense i mean that's the idea that i'm i'm not necessarily saying that's my platform but it's it's at least the framework like, of the what's feeling. What's that dude's name? Jimmy McMillan. The rent the rent's too damn high party. Hey, oh, that's, yeah. funny. that's mad funny. Somebody told me to put that on a project one time. Yeah, you should probably hit him up. He's yeah. around. Rent's too goddamn high. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Speaking of artists in Miami, um, oh. shout out shout out to Sue Sai who uh, who heard the podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> Kenny ran into her. I saw her, so we were at the Viceland party. He and, shoots. Uh, He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the Vice Land party. This footage. So I see Suicide on the other side. I'm like, oh, that is Suicide. But I was over here. And then I saw Kenny over in the same section as her. But I had already turned my vision to another area. I hear from Kenny later on. Yo, so Suicide said that she heard the podcast. She was like, oh, so y'all are the dudes who were uh, comparing my art to Ashley Martell's. 
And uh, I think Kenny bought her a drink, uh, if okay. I'm not mistaken. All right, so here's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> he pulled somebody else. He pulled somebody else. Right, so I, I was at the bar refilling my, you know, my my my, my glass. Probably Hennessy, right? It was Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy straight, actually. Um, <laughs> he was he was wet. <laughs> We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so I I turn around because I'm I, I'm actually looking for you. I'm looking for that because like I'm at the bar and I'm looking. I was like I don't see none of my mans around me. What the where everybody go? So I turn around and I see Sue with her homegirl. And I'm I like I did a double take at first. I'm like I was like just tell me your first name is Sue. She's like yeah of course. I was like yo what's what's going on? What's popping? I was like I'm Ken. Nice to meet you. Hold up. I'm hold, up hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Stop it. Can <laughs> I, you you led with. Please tell me you knew that was her. I didn't, uh, bro. There's a lot of people there, bro. Nick, were there not a lot of people there? It don't matter about there a lot of people, but you knew that so was you're her. You're complaining. Thank you. You're trying. You trying to. You you trying to. You trying to. You trying to disguise but, but, it. But 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 no. But I I think that's smooth, bro. But he had to say I, that. I would have done. Yeah, he had yeah, to say that. Like that was a perfect like entry. Because the other thing is, oh, you're Sue. Exactly. Tell me your name, Sue. Because yeah, I mean, it's, it's right. possible. It's possible there wasn't too. That it wasn't. But we knew it was. It's Miami. So I said, I said, what's up? How you doing? Exactly. So we started talking about um. For, well, we started talking about the event that she had back down in Brooklyn. I was like, yeah, so you, you I was like, so yeah, we, you came up on our podcast. She was like, oh, y'all were the podcast that were comparing me to, to, to Ashley. I was like, <laughs> maybe. What you drinking? <laughs> so she said, Henny and Ginger. I was like, see, I that's mean, what I'm talking about. Like, but we were bigging her up. Like, no, we were basically absolutely. saying that her art is way more Listen, diverse and way more original exactly. than Ashley. No disrespect to I Ashley like Martell's art. We would love to have you on the podcast, too. But um, we were basically saying that Sue's art is more original, and and uh, Ashley does a lot of uh, recreations of like Lola Bunny and and Looney Tunes. Just cartoon parents. Yeah, right. Where where Sue is at, like really Sue's creating her creative own stuff, abstract her own style art, and it like it's and that one that dope. one. I think the thing that changed the game for her was that one uh, art piece with the woman. Uh, with the woman with the X's on her on her breast, right? I think that was her first viral art piece, and okay. then it started turning into an actual from there, money making did, right. career. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so she was out there, she was having a good time. I, I was like, yo, I listen, I appreciate you. You like, like it's always weird when you see when you know when you think you know a personality, at least you are familiar with one, and then mm -hmm. you actually meet the person, and you find that wow, they're actually as cool as I thought they would be. Mad humble, just down there. I was like, what are you doing down here? You have any work going on? She's like, no, this is the first one I have. Uh, the first one. First art basel I've been down in a while. Where I don't have anything. I'm just going out and piece some artists. I was like, oh, that's dope. It's cool. <clears throat> so where's the story going, Kenny? God so damn. listen, shut up. So <laughs> I listen. I I tried to get Sue to have a drink, have a coffee, have a something, so I could talk to her about being on the podcast. She didn't respond back to me. Sue, if you want to come on the podcast, you want to sit down here and discuss your art, whatever projects you got going on, you're more than welcome to come down and sit down with us. Um, but. But Miami was dope. Miami was cool. It was a good time. Jesus from Jesus Merrill stepped on my J's. He said, "Yo, my bad, bro." <laughs> he, was, he was walking. Wait, by. you didn't even add in. You didn't even add in a part. Uh, what? So sneaker sneaker dude John Geiger had Kenny on his um on his Insta snap. I didn't find Kenny out. was doing the chicken noodle soup. I didn't find out. Hard. Kenny was doing hard. The chicken hard. Like he was get light. Like Harlow. I didn't. Ron Browse. I didn't. Oh four. I knew it was one of my Kenny guys. Knee pad. Only thing he was missing was the knee pads. And the, the A solos, the A solos. <laughs> somebody, somebody. Sent I'm, I'm, I'm gonna sit back and let y'all get these jokes off. Go ahead. <laughs> somebody, somebody sent that to me, and I realized it's 2017. That it was, uh, man, it's almost a new year. They gotta get. Yo, them all Kenny was out, dead bro. ass. Like, Chuck, Chuck, going hard, bro. Chuck. He was going Kenny hard. Was 
Let it rain. Let I'm gonna sit back that's and let y'all get these jokes off. Yeah, let don't it, don't carry them over to the like his his cargo <laughs> shorts were flailing in the wind. Bro. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm just bro. saying, but I knew it was one of my guys because they had a curl hoodie on, and I was like, oh wait, yeah. yo, damn, Kenny. I hey, was out here so it's funny because I so um shout out to, to Ish, our, our boy. He was doing an installation uh, for New York Sunshine down there, right? So he had a couple of his uh, of his boys down there. Um, the guy that he does his podcast with, uh, Chris, his name, yeah, Sachi, Sachi, yeah. yeah, and a um, couple of uh, I forgot the other. Two Reggie names. was down there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. So it was Aurora and Todd. And I, I, we didn't run into Aurora. Did, matter of fact, Nick, you ran into Aurora. I ran into Aurora when I was at the uh, up and down beach, ah, beach yeah, party, yeah. right? So I'm I'm leaving. We're, like the next day after the Viceland party, um, I, I see Chris and, and Reggie and they stopped me. They was like, yo, was you at the Viceland shit last night? I was like, yeah, why? They was like, yo, bro, I seen you on at least four or five IG snaps last night, like different ones. You was out there getting it in. I was like, oh, shit. All right. I was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing my thing out there. Boy, was a cool. star, man. You a star, bro. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. He was wet. what we call wet. That's what that was. <laughs> He was swimming in the ocean, baby. Um, yeah, so let's get back to uh, let's go into to Diddy wanting to own an NFL football team. Um, Did y'all hear about Colin Kaepernick responding? So we're, Colin we're, and Steph weren't let, so let, and then let's, some racist white white wait, 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 broadcast. Let, let, I think Kenny through. already had all of this in his head, like scheduled sorry, out. Go I'm ahead, sorry. let him do the rollout. So Jerry Richardson, right? He's the owner of the Panthers. He's on the Panthers since their inception in the mid nineties, right? Um, he had so, and it's really strange how fast this happened. This, yeah, the story just within a weekend, literally in forty eight hours, story broke from SI Sports Illustrated that he has had he he had numerous payoffs for uh people that have worked for him. That's the only NFL owner I've ever met too. He came to NABJ one year. What? Yeah, he came to NABJ Did one year. Was talking. It was when Cam Cam Newton first got drafted. Uh-huh. He came. He was like so happy to have a black quarterback. On the team, blah, 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 blah. We're like, oh, this dude's cool. Did you, did, did you call him Mr. like everybody else in uh, the office apparently did? No. He made everybody in the office call him Mr. Which Just off, Mr.? Off rip, which is a little Just like Mr. slave Creepy. owner-ish. Creepy. Yeah. He made everybody call That's him like Mr. Mr. Richardson. It's pimpish slash slavish. Right. Um, he would gra- he grabbed women's butts. He made them wear <sighs> jeans on Friday. So, and he'd wow. tell them to bend over so he could see their butt cheeks. Are you yes, serious? he really did this. Um, and But like this was just... This is this is just what the norm was. So everybody just went with it because it was Jerry Richardson. So my my, my thought process is, is there's more to this story. Like there's more to drop. This doesn't happen in a weekend where the story breaks from from Sports Illustrated on Friday and you just want to sell the team by Sunday. It doesn't happen that yeah, fast. There's something suppose there's like some racial slurs in there that 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 is another story that's just waiting for the other shoe to fall. So whatever. So you Jerry, know what though? I think this all stems from that uh having to when they all had to turn in their emails. What do you mean? For? Like, I think that this is also... Oh, oh with Remember, the, um, for the Calvin Carpenter shit, yeah. they, every, all the owners had to hand over their emails, and I think that... And I'm not saying that this is like a distraction from Kaepernick, because the Kaepernick thing is what it is on its own separate thing, but also it's like the NFL, with response to what's happening in the climate within right now, the NFL probably saw that and was like, oh, yo... We got to get him out of there. Like we have to get him out of there like immediately because we can't have him bring the ship down with us. So they separated him. Cause I saw investigations last like, early this week or like not this week, but you know, like last week before Sunday, I saw investigations NFL. And then Sunday he's selling the team. So I'm like, oh, they got him on some shit. So yeah, something had to something had to happen. So whatever. So 
excuse me, news breaks that he's dropping. Oh, excuse me, with the belch, I'll throw out that LaMarca is the sponsor for this, the drinks this evening. We're celebrating popping bottles. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, so, Sunday, he puts out a statement telling he's selling the team. Diddy, I mean, I still call him Puff. 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 Sean. Puffy. Puffy. Puff Daddy. Yeah, that guy. Y'all know who he Brother is. Love. <laughs> Brother Love. Brother Love. Shiny, yeah, shiny that, suit. That lasted almost as long. It just took to be a story. <laughs> uh, he, 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 takes a video, he takes a video of himself and uploads it to, to Twitter or Instagram, I believe. And I know Bleacher Report picked it up and retweeted and ran with it that he wants to buy uh, the Carolina Panthers. Um, I have no problem with Puff wanting to buy the Carolina Me either. Panthers. I'm completely on board with Puff wanting to, to buy the Carolina Panthers. Are we Panthers. all on board for Changing the name to the Carolina Black Panthers. Hey, that's amazing. Who thought of that? Internet, <laughs> internet, <laughs> and they ran yeah, with it. They ran with it, brother. They ran with it again. Definitely ran with that. Wow. So Change me, CBPs. Yes. Right. Oh my God. So, so me and Dave so got to. going to be the most important black person of the last fifty years. All the time. <laughs> no, the, yeah, the, the, that would be crazy. The space is there, for but him. then I think oh, the, the, wow. the the opportunity the is there for him. Vote on that. So too. here's the thing. So me and Dave kind of got into it last night. Got into a, a conversation, a discussion, because I said if he really wanted, if he really serious about taking on this venture of, of starting, of putting a group together to to purchase an NFL team, like there is. A, a, an absolute president that is the right time and the right place for him to do it. If that was his first introduction to say, the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to bring Colin Kaepernick in. I'm going to start a, a quarterback uh, a, a competition. I'm going to make our, our, uh, our, our, our halftime show is the best. Like, yep. Yeah, the halftime show? Second? He's talking about. <laughs> let me tell you. And let me tell you why that's not a problem. Let me tell you what. Because you said. Because you said that this was a very basically loud way to do it. And I didn't say it was loud. I just well, said I would want about I'm it. I'm comparing it. I'm. I'm. I'm paraphrasing. You're you're par- but you're not paraphrasing. I'm not. I'm you're, not trying you're to. You're taking my words and <laughs> twisting them to make it fit your narrative. No. No. Because all right, your narrative was that there was a more discreet way to go about. I didn't this. say discreet either. Well, what, so why? So why? I don't what think was finished his sentence? So what was your That's issue? I said it. Yeah, what was he, issue? All he had to say is, Carolina, I want in. I want to be the new owner. I want to take over this team. I want to lead this team to, to. We haven't won a Super Bowl. I want to be the first. I want. I want us to win a Super Bowl. I want to be the person to lead us there. I want to take over the team, the ownership. I want to elevate but he's us. Not a football guy, huh? He's not a football. Guy. But he's but that's not his, whatever Diddy is. He's he uplifts whatever a, he has in his hand. He's a publicity guy, right? Though. Exactly. So why would he not stick to the the current topics that are what the public are concerned because about? Because as Nick he, was saying, he, he has to get voted in. So if your first impression, they're not going to let him. Exactly. So what was I but to him, I think. right. It's that's not if if you really are serious about taking on this venture, that's not the first way to it. Put your impression on saying I want to take over this team. But why bring in Colin Kaepernick? But why? First. I just want you to say why. Because you have to get voted. It's you not. To, it's I know, no, no, no. I know, bro. I understand that. So if the you understand, procedure. then you know what I'm saying. Then. So, but yeah. So what I'm saying is, what about him? Like how he did. What about what about him caring about like the initially like the first thing he said spoke on a black issue. So what about that is the problem with these 32 owners? Then? I'm I, Obviously, the 32 owners didn't want to bring this black bring, quarterback yeah. in. Those that's number one. So that's, 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 that's what I'm saying, guys. That's what I'm saying. Why would they fall through because the, same, the same problems that they literally have suffered through the entire season with? The they could remedy that. I'm not saying that he couldn't do that. I'm not saying he shouldn't do that. But that's what I'm saying. But when like, you announce that you want to buy a team, that's the first thing that you want to do is not the right face that you want to put on. His Instagram post that he put up with him in the Carolina jersey saying this is fruition. I wore this back in 2003 And now I'm looking to buy the team I want in That's perfect He didn't have to say anything else 
I'm that, just saying, that, that I'm just saying have, there's that nothing, the there's nothing wrong. My, my, instruction away. He it's not play. about it being wrong, but it's about they're not going to let him buy the team. Like, the owners are the same owners that didn't want this dude on their team. So they're like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not about to come in here and tell us that you're bringing in Colin as the first thing you're going to do. But you realize, and then you got all the, the the viral tweets about them changing the name to the Black Panthers. <laughs> it's like these every owner is a white dude, white billionaire. Half of them voted for Trump, or probably more than half voted for Trump. They don't give a fuck about what image they'll portray if they don't let Diddy in. They, People will forget about Diddy trying to be an owner a year from now if they don't let him in. They but, don't care. They're not going to let Diddy but, own the but, team. But that's that's a possibility. He's not going to be able to that's, own it by himself anyway. Nah, they're going to have to have a, like a group. A, definitely going to be yeah. a group. A, I mean, B, which means it's, it's going to cost listen, billions. Listen, what I'm saying with is an that S to purchase that team. He's literally he's literally giving them a solution. None of those white guys have to ever think about the Kaepernick shit ever again. This is a solution to their prop to it, it to their it. problem. I don't understand like how it's bad because it's the fucking hot topic. Like fuck that and fuck that fucking trying to be like uh, uh, pondering and, and pander. I'm sorry, pandering to this old notion. This is the problem why but, the shit is not going well. But this is the well difference right between Diddy and Jay Z. Because I think if Jay Z was going to buy the team, he would move oh, he in complete silence. He would move in complete silence. Like you should be Jay Z in the beginning before you get the team, and, and then once you own it, then you be Diddy. Be Diddy and be loud as fuck. And be like, but you know what I'm saying? We popping aces and we signing Colin. We changing names to Black Panthers, and y'all can't do shit about it. They're gonna be big rock bottles on the scoreboard and all that. Yeah. I feel that, but at the same time, Diddy is Diddy is Diddy because he's Diddy. So this yeah. this way of going about things literally works for him. No, but it doesn't always work. Listen, listen. And what I'm trying to say is, is that he's trying to say, look, I have the people power because he's talking about watching. You're talking about ratings. You're talking about attendance. Like all that matters to them. And I'm saying that he's proving. By the way, there was already people pro saying that they would hand in their uh, season tickets. If fuck them. It's going to be all black. <laughs> it's going to be all black. All right. Fuck it. Yeah, you know what? The they're going to come spend money just because. <laughs> right. Like, like people will support the Carolina Panthers. That Oh, I would. I'd buy Carolina. I'd run Panthers. Oh, like, and right. play them fucking so, so, so do you think San Francisco cared that. So that Kaepernick's jersey. It's funny you said about San Francisco. There was there were folks in San Francisco. They took well. So listen. So the the I think it was a sports reporter and uh, I think she does the weather or she's like an anchor, right? They put up a photo of Diddy, and they were talking about oh I heard Diddy wants to and the guy's white. I think the woman she looks mixed. I don't know her nationality. Um, you can go on Twitter and find it though. Um, the guy is bashing Diddy. He was like oh Diddy, mind you, Diddy is in his suit. He's in his glasses. He has his earring on. He looks like he's chilling. The guy's like, oh, Diddy looks like he's high. He looks like he's on this. I don't take him seriously. I don't take Diddy seriously. He's like talking about him as if he's a hood rat, as if he's a hoodlum, as if he's not a damn near worth a billion dollars, as if he doesn't have these business entities that have a hundred times over you know what I'm saying? Valued this man's life. It's crazy. Business Insider posted a tweet like announcing that news and they use a picture of him in a chinchilla with two bottles that's like Ciroc in his hand, bro. Like, of all of the pictures of the red carpet, of all of the proper, the foundation, all of the black tie stuff that he has, and like, they're really trying to paint him a certain way. And even, regardless, like, right. and like I said, even, but, but even with that announcement, he still didn't do it like, he didn't. He wasn't like, hey, my nigga, hey, yo, I'm trying to get this shit, my nigga. Nah, he literally yeah. just like, I want to do like, this. It's like, if, These, any, if anybody had that moment, Anybody would have done it differently. Thank I felt you. like, you know, he, he it really looked like an off the cuff interview, almost as if he had just read, 
he had just read the shit like everybody else. No, he did. He literally you know did. I mean? He, he like, added it up feel, on his computer. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it was a natural response from that guy. And, Ga- and, Gary Ranich was the guy's name from from San Francisco. Cron, uh, uh, whatever. I hope he gets fired and loses his job for making himself look like an ass on air. Um, but so, but Dave, as you were saying, with those photos that they're portraying Diddy as, this is even more reason for why I say said that he should have went a more serious route if he wanted to be taken seriously granted i'm this is me still saying i want diddy to own the panthers there is a space right now there's a divide in the nfl and there's a divide in culture where you have these billionaire old white men that are making money off these franchises and there's no diversity and it's time it's there's a time and place and i'm sure it would piss trump the fuck off if Diddy oh, was able off. to get an NFL franchise, I would I, like I'm I'm rooting and praying for it. But like I want it so bad, like I want him to go about it the right way, and that's all I was saying. Uh, uh, that sounds like the white way to me. But uh, <laughs> I just think because you're adhering, you're, you're you're being really dismissive about it. But you're being because you're adhering. I understand the discreet way of doing it, but it's literally like these are the old guard. I didn't say discreet thing. though. I'm not saying discreet. Okay, listen, I, I'm just saying I, be I, serious I, about but, the shit. If you want to be serious, I don't think that that's a non-serious way. You act like he was playing about it. How, what what about that was funny? It was serious as fuck. I want to buy the team. He wasn't. He had no liquor in his hand. And here's my ideas. And here's my ideas. Yeah, he's a proven businessman, bro. Like he didn't mention. So regardless, regardless of however he's being portrayed, the business, the numbers talk, bro. And and he's up there. You know what I'm saying? But the part about Kaepernick and all the way he, the things he mentioned, just showed he's not a football dude. Oh yeah, that's cool. I'm not a football dude, but if I had a billion dollars and I mentioned it, you gotta take it seriously. And I feel like, you know, for somebody to even be in this situation. For us to take him seriously, for him to be in the conversation is powerful enough. Eight hundred ninety million you companies know? worth two billion and plus. You, you know, know and I mean? and and I feel like with him and two or three of his strategic friends, they can do whatever the fuck they want to do, and that's a beautiful thing. Silent donor from Oprah, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful thing, and and I'll be oh, honest with you. Oh, but let let me let me owe me five hundred. I need that five hundred right now. Mill. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I wish I wish as, as black entrepreneurs that wasn't always the pinnacle of the way we use our money, but. It's uh, better than buying, nothing. Buying team you know, t- I wish honestly, we were but, trying to do a tech company or we're trying to buy our own university yeah. or, you know, at least just spread it out. We always go towards what we expect. But nah, you talk. Wasn't Diddy still, trying to still do something? still at least a control well, Diddy owns charter schools in Harlem. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that, but oh, as far as... Yeah. Yeah. That, Ex- Excellence Academy? Harlem Village Academy. Harlem, yeah. It's yeah. um, awesome. It's, right, right down the street. But that's not what's going to be broadcast crazy on the know. Right, but I mean, having a black owner is a step at least in control. It's at least controlling the pipeline to modern day slavery. At least, I mean, shit, that's a whole nother conversation. But sports, though, like, what about um, your man's, uh, your man's from ESPN? Oh, John oh. Skipper. There's a lot of speaking shit of, going speaking on. Speaking of ESPN guys right stepping now. down, I don't know. Robin? Did you see the John Butchie Gross photo that he sent to that black anchor? So John Butchie Gross sent a dick pic. He sent a dick pic. He didn't even send a dick pic. He sent a picture of him drinking coffee at his table naked. I always wanted to do that. And he was just like sipping the cup like that. I'm trying to have a cup right here. (laughs) So John Butchie Gross was like this. (laughs) Sending a selfie. Dick out? Well, he had his... Only it was like waist up. Come on. Um, (laughs) And he tried to hit on... uh, Who's that chick? Uh, Miko, Miko, Miko Haynes. The, uh, not Miko Haynes. You're talking about uh, Grimes. Miko Grimes. He tried to hit on Miko Grimes as well. Why would he do that? Yeah, I don't know. She's actually she's so, crazy. I so love John Bitchy Cross. Uh, he hasn't been suspended yet, but I have a feeling some shit is coming. So John Skipper, 
who just accepted a contract negotiation, a contract extension at ESPN. Uh, on the low Literally a month at ago. ESPN a month ago. All of a sudden, he has a substance abuse problem, and substance abuse is nothing to joke about. So if he does have a serious problem, I wish him the best of luck. I interned at ESPN. I met the man. He was really nice to me, gave me a one-on-one, gave me a lot of advice. On the flip side of that, it's a strange time to be resigning a month after you accept a contract extension when all of these sanctions and and, and sexual assault assault uh, rumors are coming down. So running amok. I hope that there's no string attached to this. I hope it is. You were watching Levitar though. I was watching when Levitar broke it live. And and Levitar broke down on air. He did. But what did he say? He said there's a harder road ahead of him. Right. He said, Levitar said, I I fear for him because I, 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 he said, I didn't want to work for ESPN. The only reason I came to work for ESPN was because of John Skipper and what he's done for minorities and, and to promote minorities being in this industry and in front of cameras when at a time when there wasn't. He's like, that's the only reason I came to ESPN. And for him to be going through this, he's like, it's for for A, for it to be substance abuse makes me scared for him and it makes me scared for what else is coming down the down mm. the road, whether, whether the storm is coming down the path for this man. He's like, because I have love for this man. So it's like, he knows. he's like, yo, I'm worried for him. He knows. Yeah. It ain't just substance abuse. You don't, you don't just leave. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah, so it's it's going down over at ESPN. I, uh, shit, man, it's it's going down. It doesn't matter what industry you're in right now. It seems like it it doesn't matter in, uh, entertainment, sports, music. Um, I mean, professional. Everything, like, everything. yeah, it's it's just what what do you think? Just like just to kind of like hypothesize, if let's just say it's not. It's not like sexual abuse or any, like any of those kind of misconduct kind of things. By the way, the only the only one that's exempt from all of this is our president. Just keep going. Right. And like more women than most of the guys who are have been getting tossed out are more more com- complaints than most of the people. I want to just sexualize it. Yeah. Um, but let's just say so he's the president of, you know, he's CEO of a uh, president of a guy of, uh, of ESPN owned by probably one of the if not the biggest uh, media conglomerate in the world especially in the u.s uh, abc disney blah 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 is he is he powerful enough that if he got arrested on a very serious drug charge that like they could have buried it until it's about to hit court uh i mean yes but i mean in this to, in this day and age the way media leaks it's out, impossible right it, yeah it's got to be like it's got to be name, something else his name would hit a wire it's got to be something and it would have tripped yeah it's got it's got to be yeah because you got people who literally Skin, monitor blotter but like i said this is like bob like Iger, one phone call district attorney away so like i'm saying he might get arrested and they might it might he might be tied to something bigger but yeah what you're right i'm, I'm just i was trying to just make a, a anything else not because i wanted to be i'm just saying i wanted to give it a fair kind of go right but logically like it, there's no way that it's not something it has to be something it's got to be All something right. you don't you don't resign because you're on drugs a, a month after you sign an extension like that's the other and thing. he's if he's on drugs if he's on cocaine or alcohol he's a functional dude he, the dude speaks like very keenly in public settings all the time. Uh, I spoke to a contact at ESPN and they told me that they would be surprised if this was the just, exact truth. Right, the like, yeah, maybe he does have a substance abuse problem that he's had for all these years. Right. But, but resigning? No, you take leave of absence for two months if you're the CEO right. of ESPN. Yeah, but no. Nah, because we've seen abuse, sorry, substance abuse and where it ties into sexual assault or right. sexual misconduct with Mario Batali. Right. He blamed it on... Oh, wait. Him. Was he on substance? Was he... Well, uh, he said that uh, b- because of the because of the culture and restaurants 
because of the culture and restaurants um, based is based in like liquor and alcohol and spirits that he's sustained like a dependency, a, on a dependency on alcohol, and that the person that he becomes when he's under the influence has been the abusive guy, and he apologizes if that his affliction has um, impacted anybody around. Same him. thing with our dude from House of Cards. Um, Kevin Spacey Kevin Spacey yeah Oh he just said being drunk Made him Pretty much That's what he said uh, I hate Let me tell you what I hate about that Is that Alcoholism he, is such a Prevalent thing That they feel like They could just envelope it under Well that. with the Kevin Spacey thing In particular Because it happened elsewhere With somebody else Is that um, People Kind of excuse uh, Molestation Because the person Is homosexual like, well, he felt like people were going to. Yeah, nobody excused That was the it. first thing he said. Oh, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm his, his excuse was like, I'm gay. And that, like somehow yeah. that I should supersede the fact that. that the kid was like 15 Especially years old. Yeah. And he was in his late 20s, 30s, yeah. giving his kid alcohol and drugs. Yeah. And uh, another thing, I, 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 uh, I met someone in L.A. who was a production assistant for House of Cards. And they said that present day Kevin Spacey would have young boys come into his uh trailer to his right. trailer and it was just a thing where nobody said shit nobody said shit because nope. he's the name on top of and I, I I'm I guarantee that that's even with all this stuff that's going on there's still that type of thing that's going on yeah. like there are still people that are doing crazy sexual m misconduct acts in the workplace well you know on you, set. Th you, th you think there it's still like in maybe two months ago but like today, yes, you oh, think yes. so? Yes, yes. Sometimes I went to a holiday party know. last week that I saw shit going down, and I was like, "What are y'all? Do y'all not watch the news?" <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the um, the effects of tearing down a whole production, you know, might be more cost costly than the news or doing what's right. right. You know, that a lot of these long-standing productions are paying for people's families. I, but I, people I just have, think they're, people... they're stable jobs associated right. with. Imagine if like a late night talk show host or something like that. Like there's a whole span of shit that they got going with it. You can't just be like, you know, sometimes people, I guess people make the tough decision of saying, I don't want to uproot my whole family existence or my whole job or whatever like that. And they're willing to deal with something that they well, know. You would think, I mean, that's what happened with Matt Lauer. Like Matt yeah. Lauer was that guy, but he used being that guy to his potential to take advantage and yeah. pretty much abuse women at his will. Um, fucking nuts. Um, really is, man. Any, any thoughts, any, uh, on pro music projects from 2017, any favorites, any, hmm non-favorites anything that you were looking forward to that you didn't like i really like the new <laughs> uh no one ever really dies album okay yeah, that's, that's dope album. yeah from front to back i like mm -hmm. it uh i've been waiting for them to come back out with some stuff okay i've been getting into a lot of like alternative and indie projects um through spotify like just listening to random playlists and i've gotten a different taste to music like i still like hip-hop but I've been uh, getting opened up to a lot more, especially like international music, like um, Brazil. There's this uh, Brazilian artist. I can't think of their name, but yeah, I've just been, I just I would recommend that people just kind of dive into other shit like and you'd be surprised. Like sometimes you'll listen to music that's either 50 years old or from another country. and You're like, oh, shit, I heard this sample on a Jay-Z track or something. I'll be like, well, because they have opened their minds up to every type yep. of music. Like, I would say as a music fan, you should listen to everything. Don't ever say, oh, I don't like EDM or I don't like indie rock or I don't like, like, try to listen to everything and get a taste. It's like tasting different foods or different wines. Um, so, yeah, I, this year has opened my mind up a lot to different types of music. 
Definitely. Um, well, I guess trying to go back, he already said the NERD album. Um, Chris Brown definitely did his thing with that 90, 90 song project. Ninety song project. <laughs> um, he finished prob- it. He finally probably, finished it. He's probably the only, the only like person who's like used cocaine in a like positive manner. Like to be productive, <laughs> <laughs> to be productive. Like, uh, like you're like, stretching uh, it. Like to be productive. Yeah, like I don't want to sound like a public service uh, announcement yeah. for drug use, but uh, uh, the whole yeah. rock era of the '70s. Yeah. Like, come on, man. But those dudes were like, like the '80s. But those dudes were 90s. hella self-destructive. <laughs> the doors. Was, yeah. I think he's a little self-destructive in his own well, life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But and that's a part of the, the art, where, though, right? But I'm talking about to the point Jimmy where Hendrix, right? Who's dead? But people. Like people Kurt who Cobain. dead, dead people, <laughs> and also Courtney killed Court. Courtney killed Courtney killed Kurt. Oh, we're, we're not gonna do this right now. He, she <laughs> did though. She did. Tupac did um, drugs. Word? Like know. coke? I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I was, but um, I wasn't on the set of Juice. I wasn't there. No, I wasn't signed to death row. Daniel Caesar's project, <laughs> Division's project, mm. Big Crit project, um, a Boogie's project is actually really good. Young Dolph has come out with like three things this year. Um, Every time he gets shot, he gets better, man. Yeah, Brent Brent Fire's project is pretty good, and the Sonder project. Um, the Sonder project was really good. I'd be remiss to not say Sabrina Claudio. Um, Georgia Smith has had an incredible year. Georgia um, Smith did blow up this year. G, G Herbo's project is really good. Um, oh man, Earth Gang, like there's like a lot of there's a lot of new stuff that's coming out that definitely. Oh man, Young Nudie, 88 Glam. There's been like, I had to go through my like recently added, and that's only from the past like two months or whatever. But like, Big Sean project with uh with Metro Boomin is really good. Honestly, for me, he's saying things that people need to hear that people don't want to hear from Big Sean. I only ran through the project one time. It was pretty good. Like, there's no, you know, and, I, and it's like not like positive rap, like, hey, wake up with a smile. But it's also not like, hey, I'm going to shoot you down, you know, but it's like, Yo, you need to you need to get your you need to get your your, your minds or you need to get your mind right. You need to get positive action. You know, I I I decided to go away from what people were doing and decided to go into a, a direction where I'm be happy with my life and stuff like that. Like, but doing it over trap beats, I think that's kind of notable. You know, when, when we were down in Basel, he was on the phone with somebody, right? And he was te- te- I don't know if he was texting or talking, going back and forth with somebody. But the dude who he was texting was saying that like. Freddie Gibbs was nicer than Big Sean, or somebody else was nicer than Big Sean, and Yo, he was that's he a, was losing his mind. But, but <laughs> he that, was like, "Don't Freddie, talk to me about hip hop no more, or I'm running my face." Yo, that's if you Freddie keep Gibbs, saying Freddie Kim is nicer than Big that's Sean. That Freddie Gibbs argument is actually kind of valid. The projects Uh-oh. that he did with Madlib, like, I think that's the other person he said Madlib too. Well, yeah. Madlib, yeah, he's a rapper, uh, Quasimodo, all that type of stuff. Yeah. But like, he's probably one of the top ten producers, like, period, like nobody, like up there with Dilla and. DJ Premier and mm. Kanye. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? You said top 10, period? Yeah. Like wow. Mad Lib. He's up there with Dilla? Mad- he's respected like that, at least. Oh, okay. Him and MF Doom? Like, like they- he's a producer's producer almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's like, Jay Dilla would would probably mention him. I mean, he, he worked with Jay Dilla. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Mad Lib. Producer's producer. Jay Lib, I mean, is the name of that project. Yeah. What about that Black Thought freestyle to end the year? Ooh. That was pretty dope. That shit was fire. That was a manifesto. Fire. Like, I usually, if but I see it, it a freestyle for I 10 minutes, I'm though, not going to like sit there and listen to the whole 10 minutes. I listened to that shit two times in a row. Hey. I, I spent 20 surprised. minutes. I was like, it's yo, that is Shout out to Philly. You know, why, you know why it's unfair? It's unfair because he was... He's been uh, he's been underrated uh, like solely because of how his music and his raps have been presented as a group. Yeah, yeah because group it's, it's 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 
hidden inside of um the soul music and the the jazz and all that type of stuff. Yeah. He's so people, he's, an, he's an actual band. Man. He's, he's not, not even the most, even famous, the most member famous member. Of I mean, he's second, the lead vocalist. He's the leader of the band. <laughs> you and know, how many how many times does that happen? The lead the lead vocalist of the of the band is not the most famous member of the group. Tell me how it often happen that happens. Doesn't happen very often. I mean, there's certain bands that I think share it, but I don't think right. that would ever happen. Like, like Slash, and Fall Out Boy, and, uh, and, and and Axl Rose, and fucking the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul McCartney still that man. Yeah, there's different ones. But yeah, what do y'all think is the strongest single of the year right now? Of Cardi the B. year, Bodak, Cardi B, right? Has to be Cardi B. I'm still waiting on Yo, a project. I saw Cardi man. B live a couple days ago. She was pretty dope. She did what? Oh, you she saw her already, live? I mean, it was like 10 minutes, but it was pretty good. Well, that's the thing. She needs to do a She's project. Cool. Was like, it at this point? At this point, at this point, she needs a full fledged project because she already has the buzz. Yeah. She already has the single. She has the features. Wait. Now, yeah, she can't. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. You can't rush it, but like. You have to drop a project now, because then you're gonna fall into the same trap that Young Ma did. No, she's where, not. You know why no, she's, she's not? not. You she's know why not. she's not? Because of the motorsport freestyle, the motorsport verse, and because of that uh, fuck with me and get some money. Right. That gave, exactly, that gave her another six, hold, seven months. Hold on, bro. that's exactly what she performed, by the way. She performed Bodak Yellow. Because that's it. Two verses. Because that's it. That's all there is that's for lead content. All she perfor- oh, that's wait, all she really needs she right now. She does have an EDM song. I feel like she's about to be featured. She or got an EDM. Or it's, Afro, it's like Afrobeat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, it's not Bodak Yellow. Yes, whatever you is. heard, whatever you heard, it's not that. I'm she, pretty sure it is. And it no, no, no. It no. made me want to slap myself. No, 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 no. It's 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 the a new one. with a real Afrobeat artist. She has yeah. Bodak Yellow and them two legendary ass features. That's yeah. it. That's, that's all she needs for right now. Yeah. For like five months. She should ride that out until the spring, bro, and then yeah. drop and drop and like drop a full. Project I don't know about the know. legendary adjective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of in terms of women rappers for this year, okay, is the most legendary like female rapper version. Bodak Yellow is definitely legendary. Shit, I saw Lil Uzi perform last week and. I'm blown away. I was already Dave, a fan. Dave said, let me tell you, and I quote, <laughs> he might be the most legendary performer of his, or he might be the best performer of his generation. He is. This is what this man said. Now, well, would you, would you, would, would you include Tra- like Lil Pump? I'm going to say, could, would you include Travis Scott into his I'm gonna tell generation? You, I'm going to tell That's you. That's the name I, so, I interjected. Right, and, and I'm going to tell yeah. you what, what makes a difference between him and Trav is that Trav be yelling and shit like that. Like, this nigga don't do none of that. Like, he's... On the song, I also singing feel like with the people song, don't know every word to Lil Uzi. Song You'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, I was in a, I was in a, a bit I was in a sponsored event. Woven. I was in a sponsored event with people who not supposed to know stuff like that. And people, I mean, you were there. They did, <laughs> but people knew the like words. Travis those, be the, but those low key be the people that know the words, though. Like the ones that you think don't. No, that know. crowd if, there, if, that crowd there is exactly his crowd. There was a lot of people in the crowd that looked like him. Yeah, with the with the dreads and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, but even still, like the way he grasped and and and, and the crowd. But I've seen him. Do big festivals? It's the same way. Rolling loud. If well, you ever, if you've ever, it's hard. Jumps off the stage. Nah, dog. I was like, this thing. He wild. holds. <laughs> he holds the crowd. I mean, mind you, yes. If you're going to see little, uh, if you're going to see little Uzi, you are of his constituency. Yep. But that's how performances should be because you're paying for it. Yep. So like, I will but, say he's compelling. Like, there's a lot of performers that need like they need a show. They need. A band, they need right. a hype man. He doesn't right. need that. No, he, he need a DJ. He's bouncing around his the room. His presence he's holds. What he needs to do holds his own. And his, yeah, he, I appreciate that. The hits and the the, the beats kind of like you're like yo. Yeah, hits. Yeah, he definitely got right. hits. Now to say he's the most 
uh, compelling or best performer of his generation. I, it's hard to say. Going going back so. to that double XL class, which I did trash. He was the one that I said actually would actually rise to the to the cream of the crop. You Who else was on that? Um, Chance on that one? No, Chance no. wasn't on that. Vic Mensa was on that though, wasn't he? No, Vic wasn't. What on year that was that? There. That was not last this year, but last year. Uh-huh. Um, fuck. It's, I feel it's, like Yachty was on that one. I feel like Yachty was on that. He was on that. Um, Denzel Curry was on that. Um, I mean, I, my whole opinion about the situation. Dave I, East I, was on that. I might get hated for it. Is I think he's. I, I definitely think he's a product of the Young Thug whole wave. Right. Like Young Thug to me is the father of that whole thing, and he's kind of made and carved his own lane. Now, true, he had a. What's his name? Gangsta Girls behind him. Bro. Oh, Don Cannon. Yeah, that's kind of... Don Cannon low-key made, made a lot of those beats that people I mean, don't know that he made. Mm-hmm. Don Cannon is a legend, man, when it comes to Atlanta music and it comes to all that. But they're from Philly, like right? He's from Philly too, right? Yeah. So it's it's like understandable really? that he is where he is. It was like the story was like a dude from the neighborhood, like from the city, was like, yo, you, you got to come check this kid out. Mm-hmm. Before all of the anything, mm-hmm. you got to come check this kid out. And Don Cannon was like, all right, brought him to Atlanta yeah. and then... Introduce him to the whole trap scene in Atlanta. Like, do Make, your thing. It makes a lot of sense because if he would have, he doesn't sound like anything else that I've heard Re- from Philly. Yeah, I was gonna say you he know. doesn't sound like anything I've heard from Philly. PNB Rock is kind of Fetty Wap family mm-hmm. tree to me. Yeah, he's the Fetty Wap family. Right. He's, he's like a Fetty Wap. I mean, and Jersey know? and fucking yeah. Philly is right there. Exactly, so. it's very very close to that. But like, right. yeah, Uzi is his own thing, and you know, I appreciate it. I, I definitely wasn't a huge fan at first, but. I've seen him live a couple times. He seems like he's got a good personality when I've seen him like interact with uh-huh. his fans and stuff. Oh, 21 Savage is on that. 21 Savage. Shit. Kodak, 21 Savage, um, Dave East, uh, Lil right. Dicky, Anderson Pack, Lil Yachty, designer. I'm, I'm amazed nobody's mentioned Jay-Z. <laughs> it's funny. Hmm? Oh, oh, oh Jay-Z's project for the year? Yeah, it's really oh, interesting. Man, it's, it's, it's just it's, interesting. It's when we all know it's a great album, I'm right. just saying it's oh, interesting. Oh, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler had a great project. Yeah. I love his like, fucking Sizzle. project. Yeah. project. Dwight mentioned yeah. Kendrick either. I guess y'all just expected it. I felt like, well, because, yeah. you know what? I was trying damn, to dig deep. The damn the damn remaster or the damn like special edition came out, where they um because there was a rumor, like it was like a Reddit rumor, which is like super nerd deep dive that like the album could be played front and back. And it, you can get a different message from it because I think of I heard that when it dropped. So they they re-released say, it. They re-released it because that's actually really true. So they okay. re-released it and mastered it backwards so that it goes from the uh, the Duckworth uh, all the way to the front. And so because that dropped, I felt like the album dropped last year. But now that I'm thinking about the Grammys, like that thing dropped. So yeah, of course, Damn and Tyler album are the, the two best rap albums to drop this year. So they dropped the same weekend as Coachella. Cause mm. that's when I was out there. Damn, that's when he first. <laughs> damn, damn, <laughs> damn, drop. <laughs> yeah. That's why he did that shit. So when you see him perform, you be like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I was begging E to go out there so bad. He's like, nigga, that was a dust bowl. We're not going out to coach I'm like, All right, fine. Y'all going to I South would by? Love to go there too? Huh? Y'all going to South by? I think I might go for work. Dope. It's in March, right? We, we plan on being out there. Y'all might want to do a oh, yeah? last call. Y'all still last call? Mm. Yes, sir. Mm. How about we set that up? What's up? That could be fire. Let's make it happen. Oh, Last call in Austin. Yes. I'm with it. Let's do it. That I'm would be it. amazing. Let's look at look it. 2018 goals. 2018. Let's do it. Not even goals. Plans. 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 Itinerary. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Quarter one. I just made a vision. Li- Yo, 
Shout outs to Visionless. Make a Visionless for 2018. I just Likewise. made one today. Likewise. Hey, I got a question. Did you make it by yourself or did you give it your homeboys and like do make it like a Tupperware party thing? Like, girl. <laughs> I was just wondering. I did, did it at like, work. Did it by yourself? Yeah. Oh, at work. Yeah. Got your vision board, though. That's like a vision board party. party where they get yeah. wine. Vision board. They got a whole bunch uh, of get the fucking trash thing. magazines. They have like all scissors the icons and glue. And stickers. Yeah. You need yeah. a glue. You got to cut out the. Man, I just threw some pictures on girl, a page and put words on it. Airports. Matter of fact, I, I I showed it. I showed it to a girl. She was like, "You need to make it pretty." I'm like, "Nah, no, no. <laughs> I need to actually do these things. I need to visualize this shit." Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, it's got to be some real thoughts. Right, right. What What do you guys take away from this year? Outside, I mean, we already said that like, um, 2017 this, was a shit year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like going in, going into the <laughs> going into the next year though, like you obviously have grown and understood and learned a lot from from that i mean you've gotten into new opportunities after being in some really good opportunities and i mean i knew you knew it would get better but not as immediate as it did and uh, you know not saying out of need but like i mean the, the creator provides you know so for me 2017 i'm i'm, I'm happy that 2017 for me personally was pretty much like a fire the the early portion of 2017 went from a full boil fire to a cooling and now I'm on like a very nice playing field, but I learned from all that fire. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I, I, I have to thank the 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 uh, the hardships and the personal um, battles and struggles I went through in 2017. And also what I saw the world going through, like from the president that we have uh, for the first full year to, you know, family, uh, family things. We lost our grandmother this year. Um, there were a lot of new 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 experiences in 2017 that i have not that i have not been through um but also some great opportunities such as um ty just pulled up uh one of my short films <laughs> on his on his instagram that's coming out um doing a lot more acting a lot more producing uh started with an with a great company in riot um so yeah i you know made a tv show with marshawn lynch that that in my opinion will win and will win some awards um so i went through some shit but I also did a lot of cool things as well. So 2017 was a great learning experience uh, to go into 2018 and kill it. And the one takeaway I can take from it is don't take anything too seriously. Like nothing is that serious where you where you uh, need to be depressed for, for a long period of time about whatever you're going through. You're going to get through it. You just got to keep pushing forward for sure. Bet that, man. I mean, uh, like like Nick said, is it, it was it, it was personally filled with a bunch of ups and downs, right? Um, personal losses, um, you know, going through. 2016 was an interesting year for me because I like at my job I did like unprecedented shit. So it's like when you're in the business of like maintaining business, it's like now that you did unprecedented shit, you have to maintain unprecedented levels. So it, it, you know, it becomes a challenge. It becomes it, that's when shit gets really rough. Um, so I mean, it's it's had its ups and downs. Why like life being pulled in in fifteen different fucking directions sometimes isn't easy. But with that, um, even with the camera footage that we have right in front of me right now, this year I sat down and learned how to cut videos because I had no idea how to fucking do it. But all the videos that you'll see of last call uh, last. Uh, called podcast videos if you go on my instagram page ken plush if i have i've kind of made like a column where they're all lined up on the side thank you to chuck for shooting them um we i've learned how to sit down granted it's it's a very tedious process shout out to those editors that go out and do this for i just do this for 
60 second videos shout out to those people that do this for movies <laughs> saying short films it's it is not easy um editing is everything it's it, yo, you imagine how long it takes to edit a movie like star wars bro, bro? To my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my shit this shit is tedious oh can you just make a quick edit so yeah i've been shout out to those sleepless nights and trying to cut up videos to get it out um before the morning but like it's like little stuff like that and 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 if facing roadblocks um finding a way to to instead of being problem oriented be um uh, uh, be a, a, a solution provider. Go out and search out the solution. Listen, it's 2017. New, net neutrality hasn't kicked in yet. Like you can still access YouTube and figure out, or access Google's or your, your Yahoo's or whatever, and figure out how to do shit. Like whatever problem you've had, I guarantee you're not the first person to come across it. Other people have come across it and have laid out the blueprint for you to go out and follow their footsteps to do it. Right. So um, that's my little tidbit going into 2018 um what about you dave um i mean mine's kind of mirrors all of y'all feel like uh i always say this with people and my peers um it's like a uh, it's kind of a comic book reference but it's like a, a like an infinite crisis on multiple in multiple planets so like we're all in different dimensions like aligned though and we're just going through the same thing because we're pushing through the same things at the same time um so yeah for me my thing is just like never get so caught up in the struggle that you lose the things that make you you never doubt yourself um if you if you at one point were empowered you're still that same power you know like you, you never lost it it's all about perception and what you're feeding into yourself also another major thing speaking of feeding energy and stuff like that like don't force yourself to be in positions people whatever if it's not feeding your spirit properly you know a lot of people are friends with people that are tearing them down because they don't believe in them or a lot of people are in relationships they don't want to be in. A lot of people are at jobs that, that is literally tearing apart their moral fiber and, yeah. and really like stand on your principles and always protect yourself first. It's never, it's, it's never a problem to be selfish mm -hmm. in that regard. Long as you have, long as you have like respect for human life and, and, and you give out love, like that stuff always comes back to you. Don't worry about it. Like it's like it's like that same uh, the same cliche of like you don't give with the intention of receiving back um, tenfold or whatever. Right. It, it happens because you unintentionally give out of love. And, you know. So always just make sure that you're just protecting yourself, controlling your energy, and yeah, just never get lost in the in the straits in the dire straits of your own your your downfalls. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times things are just not going the way they they need to go. I've definitely been feeling that way off and on for like the past year and a half but i've overlooked i told my mom i overlooked the fact that I've, i'm still here a lot of people can't say that i've been for five years hmm. i've done a lot of things and i'm nowhere where i want to where i where I, I feel like i need to be but i am where i'm supposed to be yeah. so i have to kind of take that that supersedes me feeling like i need to be in a certain place because i've grown and i've understood life and you know created more life for myself and it's like for me it's just never getting lost in that. You know, always be appreciative of your circumstances because you're still breathing, your legs work, your, your mind works the way it's supposed to. And on top of that, how your mind works is a level above what you know is the norm. So that's another thing to be appreciative of. So it's like, you know, always doing that and always be working, man. What about you, Jones? Um, 
Do me a favor, frame the question one more time. <laughs> Dave, um, Dave touched on a lot of a lot of points there. You know what um, I mean? So uh, takeaways, takeaways from, from 2017 going into 2018. Um, the takeaways that I have is um, uh, find your your like your your own purpose and like find your your reasonings behind everything you do. Control your time, control your energy. Like I've said, you know earlier in the evening, um, um, maximize your time. Um, continue to remain humble and and know that like you know the world is looking for what you have to offer if you adhere to some sort of process and some sort of strategic thinking of everything you do then like there will be the rewards at the other end of it it won't be when you expect it it may not be from the sources that you seek out True. but you know I found comfort in that of of spending time of 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 like having a good energy about what I'm trying to do and and who I'm trying to do it with, and you know I look to take that into the next year of like building with my people, and um, you know some of the some of the my bad some of the good things that have happened later on in the year have kind of like given me the confidence to continue going on that path. I mean I think everybody along the way we look for for feedback, we look for milestones, we look for accomplishments that that fuel us. And to be honest, I've I've decided to you know find the worth in myself first and so then like i'm not looking for the same things i used to look for to be like oh you're on the right path or oh yeah people like what i'm doing or whatever it's like i know i'm doing dope shit you know so i kind of take that into the next year of like having the confidence within and know that like my purpose and my 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 um rewards are being played out you know and i hope people do the same for themselves and whatever journey because nobody's going to realize your vision you got to kind of realize it before you even start really right and then you know Trust that you 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 going forth with it, dope. Yeah, Chuck, you want to get on the mic? I know we we don't let you talk too much. You sure? You Where you Chuck been at though? Shout right. out to Chuck. Where's Chuck been at? Chuck literally ran in five seven minutes into the episode. <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, thank God, Chuck over being a lifesaver. You know, um, where you been at, bro? <laughs> Yo, low key, I saw Chuck falling asleep on the train a couple nights ago. <laughs> I told him. Yeah, I told him. He told me the story. Funny. It was mad. That funny. was post death jail party. Oh my so god! If I wasn't really his friend, I would have. <laughs> I would have taken a video and but posted yeah. it, but I was like, nah, that's my boy. I'm not um, even going to do him like that. I've been a lot of places. Uh, to answer Nick's question, I came from working with a client in Harlem uh, that I work with. They had like the little Christmas party. <clears throat> but recently, I've been in Atlanta working with uh, this creative agency called Robert Have, a subpar group called The Creative Group, and just doing client work out there. Um, but to answer your question, you said what takeaways? Yeah. Um. Yeah. For me, it's just like a lot of knowledge of self this year. Um. Some of what Jones said, like believing in yourself and like betting on yourself in a sense of like you know just taking those chances and knowing that they'll work. Um. I struggled a lot with like just trying to figure out if the creative route, creative agency route, is the way, or just like keep producing content. And I realize I can do both. Right. Mm-hmm. I can still keep producing my own content, but also working for freelancers or transitioning in that role of things. Um, but like I said, it's been a lot of, for me, like knowledge itself in a sense of things. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Go ahead, bro. I've learned something really important. Control your inspiration. Mm. Control who you share your new ideas with and control where you look to get feedback from. That's, that's just so key. Because before, man, I was looking to whoever was giving me the moment, and I don't think I was getting the right direction and mm-hmm. stuff, and I was then acting on some shit that wasn't real. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, yeah, I appreciate 
all y'all for coming through. Uh, Jones for coming through today. But I shout mean, out to y'all for, for every episode that you know Chuck is able to make it, and Nick is able to make it, and Dave is able to make it, and when Ty is able to uh, host us, um, and Yanni for coming through and setting us up. We appreciate you too, Yanni. Um, and, you know, 2017 has definitely been a a, a growing and, and learning experience for all of us. Even us as a podcast, we've grown. Um, Nick has taken over uh, for Fab, and Fab will come in and sit in on a couple episodes, as y'all have seen already. But um, we definitely, uh, I, I appreciate Fab's time for the you know the the time that she was here this year, and and when she'll come back and sit down. I'm going to meet with Fab as soon as we leave here, actually. Um, but. I mean, closing out. I'm, if Chuck, I don't know if you can get. I got my Kobe's on tonight. Kobe's numbers getting retired in um, in, in L.A. Uh, both numbers, both numbers, eight and twenty-four. Um, so, which one's better to you? That's a whole. That's a that was all over Instagram. I, know, I, I, I like I like twenty-four Kobe better than eight because I just feel like he was at a different yeah, I'm a mindset. He's a mamba. I'm a mamba Kobe guy. They said, they said that determines like how you view basketball. Which one? Yeah, philosophy. So yeah. so like I I appreciate eight because eight was an athletic like monster, right? But. 24 was like you said the mom but like the mentality he was like yoda over. at 24 right and he was able to uh pass that on to his teammates too yeah. um but um but one of kobe's uh quotes is actually um you know take neg- negativity and push it out the fucking gym push it out the door like kind of leaving to what you were saying it was yep. like surround yourself with you know the positive but the right inspiration it's the what right you're drawing on you know what you're it's almost like you can't expect to use the, the the wrong ingredients right. and then expect to get something that you exactly the, you the brownies ain't gonna taste the same yeah bro. you know so Yo, um just to kind of like close the circle on it though before you um can we i do want to say that like for me and how we're talking about everything that we're talking about right now like an easy correlation and it's a it's no irony or coincidence that jones is here rent money is here because um his first single hold on is literally about like everything we've been talking about so it'd be remiss we're definitely going to put the link in the joint and we definitely i mean if we can we close out the can we close out the show we after, close the episode after with, we with close the, front, the tab yeah. we're gonna we're gonna throw the music yeah. on and y'all vibe out you gotta put this on repeat i'm gonna listen to this episode about three or four times man i know it's it's empowering as fuck man outside yeah. of the jokes you know what i'm saying we really be having some shit to talk we really want to give y'all stuff you know um, so yeah, so in instead of the the regular closeout we'll play uh we'll let Jones uh hold on uh rent money's uh hold on rock. Um uh with that said, uh we'll see y'all in two thousand eighteen. My name's Ken. I'm Nick and I'm Dave. And you've listened to the last call podcast. Happy have a happy, year. happy new year. Cheers. So you back in the best call, you just stole with a piece, froze. Thank God Judge Early released parole. I know they pissed cause the switch ironic. But wait till it's Drake been six right on it. And still waiting on my 48. Cause till I drop me a 40 on that roll later. Hold on. When the money gone, it all alone. Hold on.